Trends in technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more coming up on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The cutting edge of cannabis, consulted by the American Cannabis Company, starts now. Welcome to the cutting edge of cannabis. I'm your host, Ellis Smith. and Today we are speaking with Daniel Yi, who is the Chief Communications Officer of Shrine Group, which is the parent company of Steezy. Uh, it's great to have you on today. Thanks for coming on, Daniel. Thank you for having us. Uh, you know, you've got an interesting background. You know, you were a staff writer at LA Times, a media relations <laughs> manager for the Port of Long Beach, and did some other things in between that, and then went to MedMen, and now you're at Shrine Group. So it's like you went from um, mainstream kind of uh, business, and you went to the what I call the light side, but some may refer to the dark side, coming right, into the right. space. Um, how did that transition work for you as you have come over into the Shrine Group and spending a lot of time with, with Medmen as well into this cannabis sector? How's that worked out for you? Yeah, Ellis, I think you just dated yourself by talking about the light side and the dark side. I don't know if <laughs> nowadays people don't you know even uh, 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 you know the, the, the reference. But yeah, I, I joke that I'm a recovering journalist. I mean, if you had told me even five years ago that I would be working for a cannabis company and we would have, you know, 10 uh, states where uh, cannabis is uh, fully legal and uh, 30, 30 some states where medical cannabis is legal and we are on a you know, direct path to ending 70 years of prohibition, I would have said, what the hell are you smoking? Uh, but uh, <laughs> here we are. Uh, yes, I, um, I, my entry into the cannabis uh, industry was uh, when I joined Men Men. Uh, in 2014, I believe about, well, now about four years ago. And um, uh, I knew very little about this space, uh, but in the, the short of it is it's, it's been an incredible ride. I mean, this is, you know, I still think like a journalist, I think this is really uh, the story of our lifetime. I, I kind of miss the, uh, the tech boom, uh, but here we are, we're, we're transforming lives. We're, we're transforming attitudes. And um, I joined Shrine Group earlier this year, um, as a consultant at first, after I had left uh, MedMen, and uh, I saw um, what they were trying to build, and I, I thought it was really, really exciting. Um, you know, you, you, as you know, following this space, you know, this industry is uh, growing by leaps and bounds, and it's a bit, uh, you know, it's a bit chaotic. Uh, there, there are a lot of, uh, you know, potholes along the way, but um, you have, I think, uh, uh, sort of in broad strokes, you have a lot of money coming into this space, sort of looking for ideas um, and uh, they're sort of grabbing at, at, at straws in, in some cases. Uh, but I, what, what I liked about Shrine Group is that you had a company that was sort of already an enterprise, right? These are, these, there are five co-founders of the company who had all been doing their own things in their areas of, uh, you know, in cannabis. And, um, you know, rather than sort of coming from the top and looking for ideas, they had already been sort of busy working for years and building their cannabis, uh, you know, assets. And, and before they knew it, they actually, they were actually sitting on a real company. So uh, earlier this year, they, they, uh, they rolled all the assets up into uh, the, the company Shrine Group. And, uh, and here we are trying to, um, you know, trying to uh, get ahead. Get everything in place and operational. That's uh, kudos to you guys as it's not easy. And so um, Shrine Group, you guys have farms now you have licensed products you really have kind of have a, a diverse portfolio we'll say you put together what is the goal and objective of of the shrine group what is 
yeah, I, I think ultimately the objective uh, for for Shrine Group is to you know um, have have an active uh, participation and shaping the industry here in California. Uh, before we came online, you and I were talking a little bit about Colorado and California. And yes, I mean Colorado was the first state to legalize uh, for adult use, but you know people often forget that. Uh, in, in one way or the other, California has had legal, you know, uh, cannabis since 1996, right? When we legalized mm-hmm. medical, and yes, it was. We we talk about sort of the the gray market in the beginning, and uh, it's this is sort of you know uh, a testament to human ingenuity. I mean, when when uh, when California legalized medical use in 1996. Um, you know, the, the regulations to actually regulate the commerce of cannabis was not there. But people, you know, with the medical, uh, uh, the legalization of medical use, you had collectives spring up and, and people, you know, commerce sort of naturally sprang up, right? So then you fast forward, to, uh, you know, uh, 20 some odd years. And now you, you know, in the last couple of years, California actually went ahead and regulated the commerce of cannabis. And so now you have in California, the fifth largest economy in the world, you actually have the largest legal cannabis market in the world. And I think uh, being here is very exciting because I think the same way California has sort of started the environmental movement, the same way, uh, uh, California made sushi a you know an American staple. We we uh, export um, you know uh, ideas and, and and trends, and so it's really exciting to be in the Canada space to be in California because yes, it is a bit messy, right? It's not somebody once said that uh, the legalization of cannabis is not an event; it's uh, uh, it's a process, and that's <laughs> so true here, right? It's yeah. not like we're gonna click a switch and everything is gonna be as it's supposed to be. I mean, it's kind of, pro- it's going to be a process, going to be evolution and we're going to stumble time, uh, time to time, but it's really exciting to be here in California, a place that has such influence globally and to, uh, um, you know, to, to have uh, a real impact on how this industry shapes up. 100%. You know, it's still what I call ground zero. We're just not even standing up, walking it as an industry. We're still crawling, trying to find our way. Yeah. And there's, there's still so much opportunity for growth and, and to see where this industry is going to really establish uh, some market share and really capture that. And, you know, you guys are making some great headway with that. That being said, you know, as you, as you are the chief communications officer of Shrine, you know, what is your goal within the company? What is it that, that you are tasked to do and how does that relate to, um, you know, your message to the public? What is it that your, your overall intention is to really message to us and to really um, see how you can gain our, uh, our allegiance, I'll call it. Sure. Uh, actually, you know, I, I was saying a little earlier that I still think like a journalist, journalist and, and I think in terms of stories. And uh, I really, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I'm really excited about the story that is unfolding here in California. So my job as a, a communications officer for Shine Group is to tell our story in the context of the largest story that is being told about the legalization of cannabis. So, uh, you know, in practical terms, what that means is that I do everything except marketing. So uh, we have um, uh, uh, somebody who has marketing and she does, uh, you know, Elizabeth Barron, um, you know, she, uh, she's one of the best at this. Actually, she, she came from the alcohol industry and she's worked in the cannabis industry for a few years now, which makes her a veteran. Um, so she, I, I joke in the office that she does all the sexy, fun stuff and I do all the boring, gray stuff. But uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's a joke because it's, it's, you know, obviously it's not very boring what's happening uh, in California. So my job is to talk about, 
uh, how this industry is evolving and our um, uh, and our role in it as a as a business as a as a player in the industry, but also working with other stakeholders, you know, government regulators, and because this is not just about cannabis consumption and commerce, right? It's also also about making uh, communities, uh, uh, you know, okay with cannabis commerce. So, for example. You know, because of, I mean, you, you, you're not going to undo decades of, of stigma and, and reefer madness propaganda overnight. So there are, as you know, in, in a lot of parts of America and even here in California where you're trying, when you're trying to establish a cannabis business in a, in a community and people think, oh, weed, pot, no, I don't, we don't want any of that here. And they don't understand that it's a real business and that actually, you know, has, uh, I mean, we're not saying that everybody should be using cannabis. What we're saying is that cannabis should be legal, regulated, and people who want to access cannabis, you know, either to to treat any uh, uh, health conditions that they want to address or just relax with friends on a weekend, that in a free society, people should have access to safe cannabis. So uh, telling that story, making people understand that, that this is not about, quote unquote, drug use, but it's about lifestyle. It's about wellness. It's, it's about, you know, uh, uh, having a regulated and uh, uh, um, uh, you know a controlled environment in which people can use this product is ultimately the goal. Do you have a specific target market that you're going after in in California? We know that there is, you know, the largest market coming into the sector is the baby boomers. And uh, are you really targeting that group or wh- where is, where does your, where does your brand really fall, you know, fall in and who's, who are you going after? Sure. Uh, that's a great question. Actually. Um, so with uh, the shrine group, the company that I work for is a holding company and uh, you know, among our assets, we have a number of different brands and uh, and different actually licensed assets, you know, buildings and manufacturing operations. So on the brand side, um, the CZ brand uh, is probably the the most well known of our brands. Uh, the CZ brand is uh, started uh, surely before the adult market started in California, in 2018, we launched a little before that in late 2017. And uh, uh, it, you know, it got a lot of traction. It has huge, uh, you know, social media following, um, you know, and it was very organic. And it, that's what's so impressive about it. Uh, uh, James Kim, the, the, one of the co-founders of Steezy Brand, before, before it all got rolled up to the Shrine Group, he sort of created this brand because he wanted to do you know, he wanted to create a product that he enjoyed and his friends enjoyed. And that's how CZ came about. So it's very organic and it had, you know, word of mouth and a huge following. When we, when we opened our first CZ store in downtown LA in August, um, I got to the office a little early uh, to get prepped and there were people already at the door. There was a line that was like 300 people deep. And I asked the people at the fr- you know, at the front of the line, like, how long have you guys been here? And they had, mind you, the store was opening at noon on a Saturday. They had been there since 11 p.m. the night before. They actually wow. camped in front of the store, right? <laughs> so that, that, that speaks to the core following of Steezy as a brand. And Steezy's, you know, I'll say, I mean, I'm not a marketer, but um, so Steezy's following, these are folks who were, you know, for lack of a better term, they were okay with cannabis. You know, they, they, they never felt that stigma with cannabis. So these are uh, people who have, you know, they've already had a very deep relationship with cannabis, whether they were using it for, you know, for lifestyle purposes or if they were using for, for wellness purposes. These are people who have already been using cannabis and are very well versed in the cannabis and the language of cannabis. That's easy. 
Uh, Daniel, but can, you, other- can you hold that thought one second? I want to sure. take a break here. We're going to come back here and we'll, we'll continue talking about Steezy. So if you will hold tight, we'll be right back. Time to cut to commercial. More of the cutting edge of cannabis is coming up. The National Cannabis Industry Association's third annual California Cannabis Business Conference takes place October 8th and 9th in Long Beach, California. Register today at CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com and take part in the only industry trade show focusing solely on the California market hosted by the cannabis industry's only national trade association. NCIA's California Cannabis Business Conference brings together thousands of cannabis industry leaders, policymakers, and entrepreneurs to discuss California-specific regulations, market trends, policy, advocacy, and research. The California Cannabis Business Conference will also feature over 60,000 square feet of expo floor, showcasing over 200 exhibitors. Make your plans now for NCIA's third annual California Cannabis Business Conference, October 8th and 9th in Long Beach, California. Register today at CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com. That's CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com. It's time to Hemp Resent. I am going to titillate your audio orifices with weekly radio rendezvous with some of the premier movers, shakers, and history makers of the cannabis community. Radio resident Hempo Sapien Vivian McPeak. I will be putting out a call to action on the issues of the day and putting your interests under the big lights as I provide cannabis commentary and weekly interviews that go straight for the nugular. Marijuana! Hemp Resents, only on Cannabis Radio. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. The cutting edge of cannabis now continues only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, I'm here with Daniel Yee, uh, Chief Communications Officer with Shrine Group. Uh, welcome back. Um, we'll continue talking about the, the dispensary Steezy. And so uh, if you would, um, you know, you guys just opened this up in August, and you're saying that you had people that were out there from 11 p.m. at night until the, the opening the next morning. To me, this sounds like people are looking for concert tickets. That's a, a, a rare <laughs> occurrence coming to town or something. I love to see sure. the, the dedication and commitment to – uh, all of your patrons that you earn the trust behind. So that's pretty neat to see. If you would elaborate some more on that, that's pretty cool. Sure, very much. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was very exciting. And then, and then uh, that got repeated when we opened our uh, San Francisco, the uh, Steezy Mission Store, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And so uh, Steezy as a brand has a, has a very strong core following. And uh, as I was saying earlier, these are folks who, who have had you know, uh, who have used cannabis for a while now and experienced cannabis, and they're very well versed uh, in the use of cannabis. 
Uh, but we have other brands as well under the Shrine Group, you know, holdings. Um, and we're going to be launching other brands as well into the future to, to uh, address different demographics. Because I think, broadly sp speaking, again, you have sort of the people who have already, who have never actually, you know, bought into the whole reefer madness, you know, uh, propaganda from the beginning. Um, and, I, I, and I think... Most of us were kind of like that, like, you know, myself, for example, to use uh, myself as an example, you know, I, uh, I smoked pot in college and then, you know, I was always okay with, with cannabis, but I, I didn't know where to find it after, you know, I lost track of it. I, you know, I got busy, you know, getting a job and having kids and, uh, you know, I, I hadn't come across cannabis, but not that I always had, uh, that I have had an issue with it. Right. But there are people who have, and, and I have friends who, you know, have always, like in California, you know, they would get a medical card and, uh, you know, they, they had already been using cannabis for a while. So the peop so you, you have people who have, uh, who, who have been using cannabis for a while and are very well versed and are okay with it. And they're up to speed and all the different products that are coming out and all the innovations are very excited about, you know, all the different products and the strains and the you know, the, the variety of, of, of brands and, and things that are coming online. You have people who have never used it and probably never will. But for those folks, we just want to educate them and say, hey, um, we're not saying you should have to use it, but also it's your choice not to use it. But, you know, people are using it for, for all kinds of reasons. And it's perfectly normal. So you want them to be okay with it. And you have this vast people in the middle who may have used it in the past, occasionally used it, but now are very, very curious. We could use the term kind of curious, right? <laughs> and I've seen them in dispensaries. They go and, and actually I was kind of curious the first time I walked into a dispensary, um, I didn't know, like, you know, back when I, I, I used it in, in college, I'm sure the strains were, you know, a lot weaker. And so I didn't know how much to take. I didn't know, you know, what, you know, the first time I saw a pre-roll joint, I was like, oh my God, I don't have to roll joints anymore. Right. So there's a lot of like discovery education that you have to give to folks. So I think, you know, you want to address all of those different demographics and demographics and all of those different consumers. So the the goal with the Shrine Group is to try and address as many of those as possible, right? And with brands that make sense, because I think brands are how uh, consumers communicate with the product. So they know Steezy is a certain brand. They know that Steezy stands for something. Versus, uh, we're gonna uh, open a another set of retail stores called Authentic. And the idea behind Authentic is it's more of a traditional, because Steezy is more about the Steezy brand. It's about experiential retail. And then Authentic takes on this idea that, you know, um, I, I think there's a, 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 a bit of backlash against uh, the cookie cutter retailer, right? I mean, I, look, I, enjoy, I, I, I shop at Starbucks. I have this sort of love-hate relationship Starbucks. I love the coffee. I love the product. I love the convenience. But as a citizen of the globe, I also don't like this idea of, of having a Starbucks, you know, a cookie cutter retailer in every corner of the world, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it, do, it, doesn't, it doesn't lead to a very exciting life. So the idea with, with Authentic is that there's, there's a reason why you have cookie cutter retailers because there's economies of scale, you know, there's, there's standards of quality that, that, that is easier to get that way. So uh, Shrine Group with the Authentic uh, retail uh, brand what we're trying to do is we call it authentic because in each location like not every sign needs to look the same not every store has to be set up the same way with the same furniture and the same chairs um, 
we have to have the same quality. We want to use the economies of scale so that we can get supplies a lot cheaper to make the, the, the business, you know, uh, more, uh, more sustainable. Mm-hmm. So the, the idea with Authentic is to create retails that feel almost like local coffee shops and mom and pop coffee shops, but are using the, the infrastructure behind them for the economies of scale. So we're going to also launch sort of a more traditional retail brand. We have products that are coming out to, to, uh, to appeal to different consumers as well. So we want to, we want to hit as much of the market as possible in California. I love the diversification. That's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is really ensure you can capture all those markets. So I like the, uh, the, the strategy there. Let's, I want to dive into this, this steezy store in LA. Sure. After seeing what I've, what, what I've, I've read and seen on your website, this thing looks pretty dang cool. It's, <laughs> I think you used the term a minute ago, experiential retail. And yeah. I, I love that term. Um, this, uh, I mean, you've got a viewing windows at some point you'll be able to see the 50,000 square foot cultivation facility. That's tremendous. We've seen this being kind of done across the, the U S and a few markets as well. I think that's a great way to bring in folks as a, a destination, as an attraction. Uh, I'm curious to know about your led light tunnel with the projection mapping. You've got a, a vape customization station, all this sounds crazy, and even it sounds like you have a almost like an art gallery as well inside this thing. And so, what a, an experience! So, if you would elaborate a little bit on this for me, sure. Um, you know, I think that's one of the exciting things. I mean, that's one of the most exciting things about being in this industry today is that you have an opportunity. Not just this is more than just about cannabis, right? It's about an opportunity to build an entire industry from the ground up to rethink things. Like I was saying earlier about you know this idea of cookie cutter retail, like can't we have retail that uses economies of scale but doesn't have to be cookie cutter? So we, we have an opportunity here to try different things. And so with experiential retail in the downtown LA store uh, for Steezy, um, you know, often people talk about, uh, you know, uh, brick and mortar retail is dead. Well, no, brick and mortar retail is not dead. I think brick and mortar retail forgot to evolve, right? It's, it's, if, if, you, if you sell things the same exact way you used to sell 50 years ago, how do you expect your consumers to be excited about going to your store, right? Agreed. That's why Agreed. a lot of retailers are dying. It's like they're not adding value. They're not adding new concepts to give people a reason to go to the store. Now, cannabis... I think has a, a bit of an advantage in that it's a highly regulated product. So uh, to the large extent, uh, you still have to go to a licensed brick and mortar store to buy things. So yes, we have a bit of a captive audience, but that doesn't mean that we should rest on our laurels and, and just expect that consumers will just come to us because they have to, right? So with the expansion retail, we're giving people, we're making the store a destination. Yeah. So, uh, and the other interesting thing about actually the, the, uh, the, the store, for those of you who have gone to a medical dispensary, medical marijuana dispensary in the past, this, this harks back to it a little bit. So you have, you know, five years ago in California, if you went to medical marijuana dispensary, there would be a security guard at the front door, you show an ID, and then you go into this waiting room, and then there would be a glass, and then you go to the attendant, you show your uh, uh, medical cannabis recommendation letter from your doctor, your license, they would register you, and then you would open another door, you go in. It was very, it was not very consumer-centric, right? It was not very, uh, it, was, it was not set up as a store. Um, it really, that's why it was a dispensary. And then, you know, um, my previous retailer stores like MedMen came along, which sort of, did that and said, no, like cannabis should be sold like any other product should be a store. 
Um, so you will go from the street right into the store area. You still get registered. You should have to show your ID. But it's a, it's a much more traditional uh, shopping experience. What we did with uh, CCDTLA is so we hark back to the medical era, but we also make it much more you know, inviting, consumer-friendly. And the way we do that is the way it's set up, it's still set up like the old traditional medical dispenser in the, in the sense that you, you get your ID checked at a waiting area. But we made that waiting area super exciting. There is, it's, it's almost like you said, an art gallery. We have Mr. Cartoon's art there, who's a local you know, uh, uh, LA uh, uh, street artist. We have, it's a, it really looks like a gallery. We have Instagram pods um, that you know, we hope in the future will be inspired by local artists because the, the, the store is right next to the Arts District in LA. So you come in and you could actually even hang out there for a little while, take some photos. It's not just like you're forced to be there because they need to check your ID, right? So you can hang out there for a little while. And then you go through this door and in the old traditional you know, dispensary, the door just gets you, it's a security measure to, to, before you go into the actual shopping area. But in, in this case, it's an LED uh, projection tunnel uh, that projects, you know, lights into the tunnel and with different themes. So uh, this month we're celebrating, you know, uh, Cancer Awareness Month. So we have, you know, pink ribbons. Um, and then, you know, on Halloween, I'm sure there will be Halloween themes. So again, like in, it's that wow factor. And then you walk into the store and the store is open, airy. Um, you know, the, the products are displayed with, like it, it uses traditional sort of retail concept, best practice that already every other retailer does. And then you, you point out the portals, there are portals on the side that you can look into the grow, indoor grow that we're growing on the side. So it's, it's about adding value at the end of the day. All right, hold that thought. We're going to take a break and we come back. I want to dive into more details on your social justice and social equity programs. We'll be sure. right back. Time to cut to commercial. More of the cutting edge of cannabis is coming up. Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Hi, it's Angela Ardolino with It's a Dog's Life, and I have Hernanda Umana joining me. We're just both so fascinated with how much we've learned since we've been in this pet industry and creating an all-natural product. Because it's a dog's life. I am a huge fan of my guest today, Dr. Bob Goldstein. I have, in my experience, not seen many natural substances produce the results that CBD is producing in the animals that we are testing on. It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old. You can still learn something that's gonna make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The concierge for better living with Doc Rob. Only on cannabisradio.com. Candid, captivating, compelling. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Welcome got to Cannabis Confidential. Oh, you got me again. All right. <laughs> you got me again. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential. Ah! <laughs> 
We did it. We did it. Welcome. I have the coolest guest today. You guys already know. The one and only Tommy Chong. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Cannabis Confidential. The cutting edge of cannabis now continues only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm speaking with Daniel Yi, the Chief Communications Officer of Shrine Group. Uh, Daniel, this has been just a, a great talk today. I've learned so much about the company. Uh, I'm, I'm really a, a conscious consumer, and I'm sure a lot of our audiences as well. And for me, I like to find brands that I can relate to that are out doing good things for the community. Uh, and what is, uh, as, as I'm reading a lot of information about your company, you guys are touching on how you're really making an impact on social justice, social equity programs, financial commitments to the communities. Uh, why is this important to you as a brand? And, you know, for me, as I mentioned, I'm a, I'm a conscious consumer. These are the things that I, I love about companies who are stepping outside the box and doing these types of programs. So tell me why, right. why is this important to, to the Shrine Group? Sure. I think it's important because it's important to all of us, right? It's, I mean, it's the times we live in. Um, you know, you, you have a teenager who, who have sailed across, you know, the Atlantic, um, Greta, who, who, you know, a Swedish teenager who comes and gives this impassioned speech at UN shaming all the adults about how we're killing the planet, right? Um, and this idea that, uh, Again, I was saying earlier about how cannabis as an industry is an opportunity to rethink things, right? It's not just about profit margins. It's not just about growth. You know, growth for growth's sake is about how we grow. And I think the cannabis industry is different in the sense that this is, this is an industry that has been built on the backs of, of uh, a lot of people in the past who have gone to jail for essentially doing the same thing that we're doing today legally, right? So social justice is is inextricably linked to this industry and will always be. And I think from a political standpoint, you have, you know, uh, what other industry do we know in the past where the ideas of social justice or social equity programs are built into the laws? So, you know, Illinois, New York, and New York, uh, uh, as you may know, New York uh, failed to pass adult use because of the of the debate about how we include social equity and social justice into the laws. And those are important conversations to have. I don't know what exactly the solution is, but I think here's an industry where we're actually seriously tackling those issues and it's gonna be messy and it's gonna be hard, but we, at least we're tackling it face on, right? And so as a company, uh, what we decided to do, and this again, this is an old enterprise, but a new company, an old enterprise in the sense that the assets have already been around for years, these founders have been in the industry for years and they've finally, uh, you know, roll this all up into a company. And as a company now, as the Shrine uh, Group, they need to start thinking about, or they had to start thinking about what is important to them. You know, what are the, like, how do they want to do uh, a business differently? And this idea of value, that, that, and value is it's much more encompassing than profit, right? Profit is very one-dimensional. Value is you start thinking about not just what's best for shareholders, which is important to investors. I mean, without investors, you know, businesses uh, can't get off the ground, especially for cannabis, because you know, that's how most of the capital come through. So you have to think about the investors, but you also have to think about the communities, and you also have to understand the historical context in which you exist. So uh, for us, social justice is not something to work around, to, <clears throat> to deal with, it's something that we embrace. So two of the three licenses that we hold in San Francisco are social equity licenses. So we have uh, two social equity uh, 
partners up. Uh, and when we do the grand opening of our Union Square store later this year, um, you know, we'll be talking a lot more about that. Um, in, the, in LA, for the last phase of uh, retail licenses that this, the city uh, started the process, we partnered with a number of uh, social equity partners for those licenses. We don't know what the end result will be. But one of the things that we're doing, for example, is um, you know, for the folks who actually get the license, we're committed to you know, putting them through an entire you know, uh, uh, business uh, training so that they can actually you know, own and be our true partners in, in actually running the business. And for the folks who don't get licenses or are unable to get licenses at this phase, we're uh, going to work with them on workforce training and, and try and get them placement into our company into, as, as employees. So that down the line, if there's another opportunity, at least they're more trained, right? So it's like sort of approaching this from a more holistic standpoint. So social justice is at the top of what we do because we're in the cannabis industry. And I think this is something that, that uh, as an enterprise, you have to embrace. And then we have, you know, community, because I think uh, a lot of this, again, it's about local communities because it's not uh, just about what happens in California, but, you know, Fresno is different than LA, that is different than San Francisco. So about caring about the local needs of each community and lastly, sustainability, because it's 2000, you know, it's 2019 folks and <laughs> you cannot do business without sustainability in mind, like no matter what you're doing, right? Uh, so, and cannabis, uh, the cannabis industry is no different. So we have those three pillars in our corporate social responsibility program, uh, social justice, community, and sustainability. And, you know, this, this company, is, as a company, is still young. So we're, we're putting all those programs in place as we speak, but we're completely committed to those three pillars. Wow, that's amazing. I'd love to hear that you guys are so progressive in this. Uh, the employees that work for you have got to be excited to work for a company like this and for patrons like myself looking for brands and, you know, that really can speak to them. Uh, I, I like what you guys are doing. We've got about 30, 40 seconds left. Any last words that you would like to say before we close out? Oh, well, it was, it was a real pleasure talking to you. This is a lot of fun. I could talk about this for hours. Uh, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm a former journalist. I just love a good story. And this is a great story. I, I would just, I'll just part with this words. I think, um, you know, we, again, I think the message at the end of the day is, is uh, this is not just an opportunity to build a business. Uh, this is an opportunity to, to, to shape the world. I mean, I, I don't say this, you know, it's not hyperbolic. I mean, it really is. I mean, just, just by sheer size. I mean, you're talking about a global market that could be in the hundreds of billions of dollars when it's all said and done. And it's not just about the money. It's about shaping how things are done. And, and from here, you can also influence other industries, right? So I think people need to keep in mind that uh, this, is, this is bigger than just cannabis. Thank you for joining us for this edition of The Cutting Edge of Cannabis with Daniel Yee of Shrine Group. You can download past episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and very soon on iHeartRadio. Daniel, thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you for having us. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.